Before we jump into this episode, you know that I love collaborating with other business owners because the more we support each other, the more we will collectively grow. And that's why I want to tell you about an incredible event that I am thrilled to be part of, hosted by one of our wonderful podcast guests, Wendy Collier. You're invited to experience Ticket to Freedom in its 10th season. This free event is a virtual learning retreat with business building and spiritual growth gifts where myself and a panel of other heart-centered, high-integrity leaders are helping you fulfill your purpose, grow your business with authenticity and soul fuel, and attract more soulmate clients without sacrificing what is most important to you or spending your life on social media. And you know I am all about all of those things. So head over to wendycollier.com slash Kelly to save your free seat before registration closes on May the 7th. That's W-E-N-D-Y-C-O-L-L-I-E-R.com forward slash K-E-L-L-Y. So I wanted to bring this special guest, Jenny Sunnison, on for today's podcast episode because she is in the thick of it right now with a toddler and being pregnant with her second child and running a business and starting a new brand and doing all of the things. And it kind of reminded me when I was chatting with her, I was like, it's been a while since I was at that stage of motherhood. So I really wanted to bring in her perspectives of how she has navigated through it, um, being where she's at in her journey, having she started her business before having kids had kids, had managed a maternity leave, coming back to work, doing all the things. So uh, as you know, part of this podcast is really talking about how we navigate motherhood and entrepreneurship at the same time. And there's some really great tips and strategies inside of this episode today. Plus, Jenny and I are doing a collab right now where I am part of a bundle giveaway that she is offering, which is totally free. And you can grab it through the show notes. It's called the Moms Make Money Bundle. And there are tons of resources there for you that will help you to manage everything from parenting to meal planning to business growth all inside of this bundle. So super cool. Go check it out. It's only available for a limited time. So if you're listening to this podcast in real time, congratulations, then you can grab it. And if not, well, stick around and hopefully there'll be another one in the future. Okay, now dive in to the episode. I hope that you love it. This is the Entrepreneur School Podcast, where we believe you can run a thriving business and still make your family a priority. This show is all about supporting you, the emerging or early stage entrepreneur on your journey from solopreneur to CEO while wearing all of the other hats in your life. My name is Kelly Sinclair, and I'm a brand and marketing strategist who started a business with two kids under three. I'm a corporate PR girl turned entrepreneur after I learned the hard way that life is too short to waste doing things that burn you out. On this show, you'll hear inspiring stories from other business owners on their journey and learn strategies to help you grow a profitable business while making it all fit into the life that you want. Welcome to Entrepreneur School. Hello, Jenny. So excited to have you on Entrepreneur School show today. Yeah, I'm super stoked to be here. Thanks so much for having me. 
Yeah, I'm pumped that we just met in a group where we are intentionally there together to collaborate with each other. So you and I have a few things coming up. Um, Mm -hmm. So we had this conversation about like what you do and how you are focusing on supporting moms and you Mm -hmm. as a mom, as an entrepreneur, which I was like, let's have this conversation (laughs) because we can never get too many perspectives on what it's like and how different people navigate all of the jobs that you do on a daily basis. So why don't you start with like telling us about what your what your business job is and what that Yeah, like. yeah. So I have been in business t- since 2016. I first started kind of like marketing, social media management, that kind of thing. That was my bread and butter. Um, and then eventually I knew at some point I wanted to have kids um, back then. And that was in 2016. And I was like, all right, like, Let's make this business more streamlined so it can support kids. Because I felt like social media management is like, it can be more streamlined, but it just, there were, I just felt like I was constantly like in people's DMs and there was no like way for me to really take a break. So I'm like, okay, what can I do that's like going to be more supportive of like when I have kids? So Mm -hmm. I started a podcast in 2018 and I found out how much I loved it. And then I kind of was like, wait, maybe I can like do this for people. (laughs) And, you know, this seems more flexible than social media because it's like, you know, people can record in advance. They don't have to be recording by the see their pants Mm -hmm. every week. So I had someone come to me for like VA VA services because I was doing social media and VA. um, And they were like, hey, I also have a podcast. Like, is this something you know how to do? I'm like, well, you know, I've only been managing my own show. So I'm not like quote unquote, an expert, but like, if you're willing to take a shot on me, like, let's try it. And she, she was, so this was October of 2018. And then by 2019, I was like, all right, let's just kind of burn my business to the ground. And I went all in on like the podcast management side of things and found how much more flexible it was because I would get my clients to like record in advance and we could work, you know, two plus weeks ahead at all times. So that really helped with the flexibility aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I got pregnant later that year, uh, in October of 2019, it was actually perfect. Cause I had already made that pivot and I was like, Oh my God, what am I going to do? Um, I mean, it was still a cultural shock getting pregnant. Cause I was like, okay, like I have nine months to get this business, you know, and it was a service, it is a service-based business. So right. I was like, what am I going to do about maternity leave? What am I going to do about all these different aspects of things? Um, so I let myself freak out for like a week <laughs> and then I decided, okay, let's put on your big girl pants. And you know, you have at this point, you probably, you know, I had like eight and a half months to get things together. So I, I started planning out my maternity leave. I figured out who I needed to hire so that my clients would still be supported when I was out. Cause I, I wanted to take a maternity leave. Right. So I wanted to take three months and, um, I'm I... smiling cause I live in Canada, <laughs> <laughs> the magical, but, I know. but it doesn't, it doesn't help when you're an entrepreneur, you don't get a maternity leave. Right. So you got to right. plan your own thing. Yeah. I, exactly. I'm happy to yeah. have mine when I was working and got a whole year. Yeah. Yeah. So I want, I wanted to plan like having at least three months and, you know, I didn't want to like be like, okay, clients, I can't support you for these three months. So I knew I had to bring on some people to help me. So I, you know, I was hiring people to help and, you know, it was originally just going to be for like a three or four month period. And then I would come back, but I enjoyed that so much having that help that I was like, when I came back from maternity leave, I was like, Hey guys, do you want to like stay on? And they were, they wanted to, um, and they were contractors. They weren't like employees or anything. So they could have left if they wanted to. Um, (laughs) but it was really nice to have that. And I realized like how much that support was necessary for me, because even after the three months, like you're still adjusting to motherhood, like you're not, 
you're not out of the woods. And then, you know, you get hit with that four month sleep regression, uh, which I feel like I kind of forgot about. And now I'm about to experience again, once I have my baby in November. <laughs> um, so I feel like after like that three month period, you kind of feel like you're like, okay, I'm kind of getting this, but then like you get hit with all these other milestones, like, oh, the four month sleep regression. Oh, like they're going through a leap or whatever. So like, I wasn't completely out of the woods when it came to like not sleeping and, you know, learning how to take care of myself and, and yeah. you know, an like I, I can't even time. imagine. And I have to give like <laughs> kudos to every mother who has not had the opportunity to have a full year or more uh, official, like Canadian style maternity yeah. leave. Like I've always, my heart's always gone out to moms and other places who just don't have that same, like social support that we right. have up here, fortunately. And cause I was like barely getting off my couch at three months. I can't imagine running a business <laughs> at the same time. But like, how did you get like muster up the energy? And I I'm sure you're like telling yourself the same story in your head now because you're pregnant again and ready to go on another mat leave and <laughs> being like, okay, how are we going to get through this? And plus a toddler. Right. Yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely interesting. I mean, I, you know, at the three month mark, I was actually excited to get back. Cause like at that point, my, my son was like, still like sleeping and taking a million naps a day. So I was getting bored. I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm, I'm tired, but I'm still kind of bored. Like I wasn't going to take a nap every single nap. Cause at the point I want to say he was taking still like four naps a day or something crazy or even three, probably four still. And I'm like, okay, like I'm not going to take a nap every single time he naps because you know, I have other things I need to do. Naps. Yeah. And they, and like, they, there was a lot of naps and like, they weren't like, it wasn't like a 20 minute nap, you know, most of them were like an hour plus. I wasn't going to sleep four hours a day. That was like a little much for me. So I was getting bored at that point. I was already starting to like work on some stuff anyway, like internally, I wasn't like doing any client stuff, but I was like doing some internal stuff. So I was like, I already feel ready to get back. So like, let's do it. And, you know, I started kind of pretty, Thankfully, my mom was able to help me. Um, she, once I came back from maternity leave, my mom was able to uh, watch my son twice a week. So Tuesdays mm. and Thursday, um, she would watch him so that I could have calls because like, even when they are napping, it's not like they're a hundred percent every single day going to nap from 12 to three or whatever the time frame is. Like sometimes they wake up early. Sometimes they go to, they don't go to bed immediately. Right. Um, and I knew like I, that would stress me out if, you know, that was happening when I was trying to like be present on a discovery call or even a client call, even with client calls. I mean, obviously they're more understanding because they are already working with you, but like, I just didn't want that, that stress. So my mom would take him every Tuesday and Thursday, I would go drop him or my husband would go drop him off. And then, you know, I'd pick him up around like three ish. Um, so I had that full day to like do stuff. And then mm. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, he was home with me. So I was like, you know, less, it was a nap time type situation, nap time puzzle situation. Um, and that was his whole first year of life because it was 2020. Um, and you know, he's born June of 2020 in the middle of COVID. Mm. So, um, his whole first year of life from June 20 to June, 2021, he was home with me. Um, and then I, you know, started in daycare in 2021. Um, right. but yeah, it was a lot. Once, especially when they, once they start being mobile and stuff and crawling, it changes a lot of things too. Cause I felt like it was kind of manageable before then. And then once he hit like that seven, eight month mark when he's like crawling and, you know, you know, eventually walking, you know, once he hit 12 months, it was like, okay, like <laughs> this is a big, a big change. Um, cause you know, when they're not mobile, it's not as difficult. You can kind of just put them in a playpen 
as long as you're, you know, attending to them, they're pretty. Right. So it's like this. Yeah. You're reminding me of like, it's been a while. My kids are eight and 10 now. So I'm like having flashbacks. It's like, you kind of forget, like even with my son being three now, I'm like, I kind of like, I feel like my brain just like forgot about all the newborn stuff. I'm like, oh yeah. It's on purpose. (laughs) It's it's like tricking you to have more. (laughs) Totally. I was visiting my sister-in-law just had a baby. We have a niece now. And she was only five weeks old when we were visiting and she was just a very like newborny, like up all night, crying mm-hmm. a lot. And I was like, you know, I don't remember any of this. And I think that's, that's what you have to look forward to is that eventually you won't remember <laughs> any of this. And you're like, I had two too. So it's like, it wasn't like you just had one and then conveniently forgot it. So Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Like you're talking about how like at the beginning of the baby's life, right? They're like a little pile of mush and cuteness. Right. Right. I mean, it's hard because they're not you're also a pile of mush. And you're like, I could either like take advantage of this time when I actually know that I have the time freedom kind of more to myself and work. And then later when they're crawling and stuff, What's when you're actually more ready to work? So, oh, what a what yeah, a juggling act, right? It's definitely definitely interesting, and I'm I'm so thankful my mom was able to help me out those oh, two days a week because that made such such a difference. Because you know that uninterrupted time, you know, you literally feel like superwoman at the end of the day. You're like, wow, I got so much done. Whereas like the mm. Monday, Wednesday, Friday for me, I was like, ooh, I was lucky to get some little tasks done yeah. here and so there. Did you did you like have like let's talk about this because I think um you know one of the things with figuring out your own entrepreneurship and motherhood journey is figuring out what kind of a schedule will work for you. So did you just like that, those, like, what did you try and do in terms of like hours per week? Yeah. I mean, I, so for my son, I tried to get him on a schedule pretty quickly. I know, like, I think I tried around six weeks is when I started like implementing like a schedule for him. Cause I, you know, I thrive in routine. I know Mm -hmm. kids thrive in routine. So I tried to get him on a schedule. And once he was on like a decent sleep, eat, play schedule, then I was like, okay, now let's get me on a schedule. Um, I really like, I had, I had, it was really nice. Cause I had my team still. So like when I did come back, I was like, Hey guys, to my clients, I'm back, but like, you know, not anything's really going to change because the team is doing the work. They've been doing the work. I'm, but I'm back to talk strategy and do like that more in depth stuff with them. Mm. So it was nice because I wasn't like jumping headfirst back into like the weekly podcast management tasks. I was just like, okay, let's like look at how your analytics are doing and like get that one-on-one support with the clients instead of like being in the weeds, like, oh, I need to write show notes and I need to start editing audio again. I need to start doing all this stuff. So that really helped. I feel like it would have been a much harder shift if I was coming back fully and like just being like, okay, bye team. Like now it's time for me to fully jump back in because I don't think I could handle it. Because I think at that point we had at least like six or seven weekly clients. So six or seven weekly podcasts were going out. And like doing that by yourself is, is a lot when you don't have a child, but like it seems almost not even possible when you do. Yeah. So I'm hearing an underlying theme here about like acknowledging the need for help. Yeah. And how did you wrap your head around that? Because I know we're also stubborn sometimes about doing that. Oh gosh. I mean, I honestly am pretty good about asking for help when I need it. I know a lot of moms are terrible about it, but for me, I was like, it's not just about being, you know, at home with my baby. I had my business, you know, I had a personal, all the personal home task I needed to take care of still. Cause you know, even though 
Um, I do have a career. I'm still the primary caregiver as most moms are. So there wasn't just, oh, the business and the baby. It was also all the household tasks and making sure everyone had appointments. And I mean, not my husband, he's responsible for his own appointments. (laughs) (laughs) I'm responsible for the dog and the kids and myself. (laughs) It's like, you can book your own appointments. Sorry, dude. But um, (laughs) so um, yeah, so I just kind of decided that, you know, I was just going to do that and, you know, focus on that and not put too much pressure on myself. But, um, I started outsourcing, like obviously business stuff, but then I started outsourcing some personal stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, once I felt comfortable enough, um, I started bringing, like, I have a housekeeper that comes at once every two weeks. So that helped. Um, I mean, obviously she's not sitting there doing my dishes every day. I still am responsible for that. And like the laundry and all that stuff, which is never ending, of course, when you have children, oh. um, yeah. And yeah, so I'm so responsible for that day-to-day stuff, but like she, her coming in deep cleaning every other week has been a lifesaver. Cause now I don't have to worry about like, Oh, did I clean my shower? Oh, did I clean my toilet? Like mm-hmm. just like things like that, like those deep cleaning tasks, like it just, it adds up whenever you don't have assistance. Uh. And then a lot of the time during like the infant stage, I don't do it anymore. We do still go, we go to the grocery store now. Um, but during that infant stage during COVID too, like, I think I probably would have done it with, with or without COVID, but definitely with COVID we got, um, groceries delivered for a house. So I would just order online every week and have them delivered every Monday morning, which is really, really helpful. Um, because I didn't want to like have to take my son in the grocery store, you know, being a newborn and also in COVID was just, it felt really stressful. Um, and I already hate grocery shopping anyway. So yeah, I was going to say like, it's still like the thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I hate it. So I was like, might as well get it delivered. And then, you know, we also started doing pickup too. Eventually, like once, once he got a little older, I was like, okay, let's like do pickup because, you know, delivery, you still have to pay a fee for it to be delivered. Whereas pickup, you only have to pay the groceries. You don't have to pay for them to put it in your vehicle, basically. Um, so then we started doing pickup because that was obviously slightly cheaper and, you know, I just had to load him in the car, which at that age, isn't (laughs) too hard. Um, but yeah, so then I started doing it like pickup, um, you know, and I still really love to do grocery pickup. Um, but most of the time we go in the store now, just because my husband likes to like, look at everything and I'm like, okay, well, if we're all going, then we can all go, but I'm not, I don't go to the grocery store by myself. Like if I need to get some from the grocery store, I'm just going to do a target order pickup, which I know in Canada, you guys don't have target, right? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. I also get... forgot that it was a grocery store, but I have remembered that now for future when I go to the States, like on a trip that that's the best place to order from. But mm-hmm. I was just going to say the only exception I make to go into the grocery store is if I go alone. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. See, I think that's home, okay. Then I will yeah. go and I like have been finding myself sitting in my car for like a half hour before the grocery. going into the grocery. Yeah. No, that makes it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So like the only time I'll go is if it's my husband and my son. Cause I'm like, well, at least there's two of us. Right. Um, but I don't want to go alone with my child. Because no, that sounds awful. Too much. Right. <laughs> yeah. And there's always something. So so yeah, so I started doing like grocery pickup and target order pickup, which I still do the target order pickup pretty frequently, probably once a week for like additional snacks because they have pretty good snacks, honestly. And you can also get Starbucks too. They'll bring Starbucks to your car as well, which is really nice. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, a pro That's tip pretty new. I'm US pretty sure moms. they started, I know they started doing that like, I want to say almost a year ago now, but I, I mean, I'll use it every single time because sometimes I pick up my groceries up 
4 p.m. I'm like, okay, I'm not trying to drink coffee at 4 p.m. But like if I do something in the morning, I'm like, oh, this is nice. And then, you know, I can get my son a cake pop or something and he likes that too. (laughs) So it works out. Um, But yeah, just like utilizing kind of an outsourcing, like personally and professionally, I think is really, really crucial as a new mom. And like I said earlier, a lot of moms are afraid to do it for whatever reason. They whether it's like they think people are going to be like, oh, you can't handle it. So you feel like you have to ask for help. It's like, no, it's a lot to run a business and be a mom. Like it's a lot to be a stay at home mom, even when you're only responsible for the baby and the household duties. But if you're, if you're doing that plus a business being a work from home mom, it's like even more, more stuff that you have on your plate. And, you know, like for me, I'm managing a team too. So like, not only managing my child's schedule and my, you know, my dog's schedule, which is not that intense, but I mean, they, they have some things in you do like grooming and stuff like that. Um, but you know, you're also managing your team too. Like I have six people on my team currently, maybe seven, uh, at least six. Um, but so managing all them and, you know, it's just, you, it's a lot. So being able to ask for help and bring in help, whether personally or professionally, and you, it's just super simple. Like, like I said, even just doing the order pickup, it's free at most places. I know Target's free, my grocery store's free. And I think most grocery stores have the free order pickup. So well, it's like, honestly, I think it's not? worth the $3 that I have. <laughs> even to if they do have a fee, right? Five yeah, bucks, exactly. Don't care. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's so to think about your it. time. You know, what you're, what you're saying here is really making me like, just see the whole bigger picture of if you look at your job quote unquote job as all of these pieces instead of just the business stuff and then like all of the mom stuff and the Mm -hmm. personal stuff and the dog grooming and the whatever else like appointments (laughs) I hate making appointments me too (laughs) if you look at that all as one job and you tackle it all with like the same work ethic and approach Mm -hmm. and organization then it's it feels like everything will flow a lot smoother because often I actually feel like I look at work as work and then everything Mm -hmm. else just almost becomes something I resent. Yeah. Instead of like admitting that I'm stepping into like that, this is part of my role. I chose this. I want to do this. I want to be a mom. I want to, you know, have dogs. (laughs) I want to have all that stuff too, but like look at it the same way instead of separating it. And maybe that'll help too. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's, that's a great tip because yeah, sometimes it can feel like really, really, really overwhelming when you're like looking at it in like little pockets, like, Oh, this is the household stuff. And this is the business stuff. Um, this is the kids stuff. It just, it seems worse that way. Um, but even just like for me, I, I like to sit down every single like Friday morning and kind of take a look at like all the life admin stuff I have to do and kind of tackle that. And like, you know, a 30, to 45 minute period. So like, if I know I have to like book my dogs for the groomers, I'll call the groomer. Or, you know, if I know I need to make some kind of pediatrician point for my son or dentist appointment or whatever, I'll kind of do that. I mean, obviously a lot of time when you're going to the dentist or like, do you want to make your six month appointment? You're like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And then you kind of forget that (laughs) it comes up and you're like, oh crap, I like already have something on that day. But, um, I try to like kind of sit down and do like that life admin stuff or like updating the family calendar and things like that to make sure it like reflects the current Mm. availability and stuff. And, you know, Things yeah. like having a family calendar have been really helpful for me. Um, it's been harder to get my husband on board because he's just, you know, sometimes men can be a little yeah. resistant mm-hmm. to stuff like that. But it really helps me to have like all my son's days off school and, you know, all the dogs grooming appointments and vet appointments and pediatrician appointments and dentist appointments and like 
and on top of my own stuff, like, you know, I don't even, I don't even feel like I do much for myself because it's not like I'm going to the doctor like super frequently, like a child is, you know? So, but, right. Yeah, but you're really, supposed to get <laughs> massages. Yeah, exactly. You need, you need some done. kind of stuff. Yeah. You need something. Yeah. So I, I think, I think having that like kind of built into my, and I put it on my business calendar too. So it like, it um shows like, you know, I'm not available at this time and, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm, I try to book it during like the work week because my kids and, you know, he's in preschool. So I'm not going to try and book it like on a Saturday, you know, when I could be spending time with my kids. And that's why I'm an entrepreneur in the first place. Like I, you know, if I wanted to get my oil change on a Saturday, then, you know, I would be in a corporate job, right? Where that's your only option. So, so I think, um, I think just trying to fit in everything can be hard, especially, you know, when you have your first kid, because you're like, whoa, this is such a big life shift. You're like trying to manage your business and trying to manage having a kid and trying to manage all the things. It can be really challenging, but um, just know that it's like a season. It's not forever. If you're like feeling mm-hmm. really stuck, you're at, you know, I feel like for me, like at three months, I was like, okay, cool. I feel like I'm doing good. And like, by the time I hit four months, I'm like, just kidding. There's this massive sleep regression. Like, I got back into business and I'm excited about it, but I'm getting, you know, frustrated because I'm tired. My brain's just not fully like there yet. Like, you know, you have pregnancy brain, but then you have like groggy mom brain when you're not sleeping that well. So you just, you want to be back to normal and you want to be performing to what you were before you had kids, but it takes a while to get there. I feel like it took me like at least a good nine months to start truly feeling like myself after having kids the kid and right. you know I'm about to be there again so so and yeah. so like mentally what do you tell yourself to help you get through that honestly like now that I've been through it I know like it is just a season but in the moment it didn't feel like a season you're like I mean you obviously know that your kid is not going to be waking up in the middle of the night until they're 18 you know that like you you're not yeah you know that consciously but like in the moment it feels like you're literally never gonna sleep again or you're never gonna have like freedom again you're always gonna be like changing diapers or doing whatever and like my son is now potty trained which helps so much and I'm like okay well I'm about to start changing diapers again when I have this newborn but like at least not changing too (laughs) so you just kind of have to like just remember that it's a season and like you know, we might have to give yourself some pep talks along the way. Like, okay, like I know right now is really hard. It feels hard. Um, but you know, you have to just acknowledge that it's not forever. You're not going to be changing diapers forever. You're not going to be waking up to someone crying in the middle of the night forever. And it all goes so quickly. So just try to savor it. I know that can be really hard because I know a lot of people struggle with like, you know, postpartum depression or anxiety. I know I definitely, I didn't have it diagnosed, but I I can, looking back, I'm like, I definitely had some form of like postpartum anxiety because I was like freaking out and waking up and like looking at the monitor to make sure my son was still breathing and stuff, yeah. which I know is very, very common. Um, but yeah, I just think we just need to acknowledge it's a season. It's going to be okay. We will sleep again. Um, our brains will come back to normal, but we just need to give ourselves grace and um, not expect like to quote unquote bounce back, whether that's physically or mentally that quickly. Cause I know society is like, Oh, you know, when you're three months postpartum, you should basically ba- be back to your normal weight. And like, I literally never went back to my normal weight. Like there's just no way. <laughs> well, that's a whole other conversation. I'm like, yeah. I gotta, I haven't had a baby for eight years and no, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's hard, but we just, we just need to like give ourselves grace because 
I feel like we have such a pressure to feel like we need to bounce back physically and mentally Mm. and just feel like ourselves again. But like, it's just, you don't always feel like yourself until like, I've seen some people say 12 months. For me, it was nine months. I've heard a lot of people like average is about nine months. And I feel like with social media too, it's such a highlight reel. Like you're seeing all these people post all the amazing, great moments. Like, oh, my kid is only six weeks and they're sleeping through the night with not out waking up. And you're like, well, why isn't my kid doing that? Because for me, my first child was not, not, not the best sleeper. Now he's great, knock on wood. But yeah. um, but like we just see all these things from other parents posting, hey, my kid's doing this or hey, like, oh, my kid's meeting all these crazy milestones like way early. And it's just like it's just everyone's highlight reel. And we just kind of it can be hard to block it out. But honestly, for your sanity, you try to block out as much of that as possible and just focus on your own self and your own child. Um, and you'll be so much more happy that way because otherwise you're just going to be stuck in that comparison trap and like, oh, my kid's not meeting these milestones or, oh, my kid's not sleeping. And it's like, it's okay if your kid's not sleeping. Like, yeah, it's hard, but like, you know, like, I think, yeah, I think we just need to like (laughs) give a shout out right now to ourselves and to every mother in this world, especially the ones who are listening to this podcast, because we know that you either have a business or you're thinking about starting a business for the reasons of you want to be a present mom and have a life with your family and not take them like I was before I started my business to childcare for 11 and a half hours a day. Like this is a challenging journey and you just need to acknowledge yourself every step of the way. And I want to acknowledge you, Jenny, like you, you were, we're doing the most. So managing the expectations for yourself, because you're the only one who is feeling guilty or feeling not enough. That's you. Yeah. So I love the power of like acknowledging that you're feeling that way. You get to release it as well. Yeah. It's yeah. And it's, it's totally normal to feel that way, but like, don't, don't hold on to it forever either, because then it's just continues to build up and bubble up and like another thing like just going back to the outsourcing thing like my son has been in school since he was one and like for me that was the best option so it's like he's not in school like from 6 30 to 6 30 like he would be if you know he was I was working a corporate job he still goes way less hours than most of the people who have their corporate jobs so for me like you know like that's that's another thing too like if you know a lot of people are like oh well if you work from home your kid should be home with you full time kind of thing Mm -hmm. it's like I would literally get nothing done if I didn't have any sort of help so it's okay to have help with your kids too even if you are a work from home mom because literally like it's okay in the beginning because they're like I said we talked about earlier they're sleeping a lot but once they're moving around it's like literally they're constantly getting into stuff like my one time my son like literally got into our glass freaking Pyrex drawer and was like could have been an absolute disaster but you know like it's just you you can't split your brain that well and I feel like if you're trying to work from home and like do it really really well and you're not doing it just during like nap time or night time um I feel like you're just splitting your yourself and your energy and your everything too thin and something's gonna give whether that's your work or your kids like learnings you know or whatever something is something's going to have to like you know something's gonna take precedence over the other um it might Mm -hmm. be you know, and it, it, of course it's going to change every day. Like one day my, your kid might need you more. So you're going to kind of slack on work or whatever and vice versa. But, um, it's really hard to like manage both. 
if you're, especially if you're trying to do it, not just during like nap time when you have really small kids, cause they are right. a lot needier. Like my son is, you know, he's, he can be pretty self-sufficient, but definitely it still needs me to make his meals. He still needs me to get him snacks. He still needs, you know, assistance with things. So I, I feel like if he was home with me 24 seven, um, and he doesn't always nap every day. So it was just, it would mm. just not work. It would just not work for me. So like, there's also no shame in having help with your children as well. well you know, um, even we though I feel like people that. do. Yeah. We talk about that a lot on this show too. Like just picking the schedule that works for you, that makes you feel like the best version of yourself. Like right. and we know like this statistically, like studies have been done that prove that multitasking is actually not a thing that's possible. And I find like, I think about, I think about all these roles in my life as different hats and you mm-hmm. can't wear two at once, right? right? So you're either being a mom or you're working and I use a different part of my brain for that. So to do like the in and out and I've tried it as well, like even with my kids who are older, who can make themselves like a bowl of cereal or a grilled mm-hmm. cheese sandwich or something simple like that. Um, they still are in the back of my mind when I know they're in my house yeah. and I'm not able to access that same level of like strategic thinking that I might yeah. need for certain projects or my own business, like planning or any of those things. So I am a huge advocate for childcare. And I just did an episode about this for like how my summer has been going. And I'm like, um, didn't love the weeks where we didn't have camp. <laughs> right. Really challenging. Yeah, and that's okay. As- that's okay. Like we shouldn't, we shouldn't feel guilty about that. We shouldn't be shamed for that. Like it's totally okay. Um, and like, I know when my son first started daycare, like the first six months, that boy was sick more than he wasn't. And he was yeah. home with me all the time. And uh, there was a point where I was like, why are we even paying for this? Like, literally, he's just <laughs> sick 24 seven, and we're having to pay regardless. And you know, like, I just stuck it out because I was like, well, you know, if I take him out now, then he's just going to get sick in kindergarten and then miss days where it actually like counts, right? Whereas in daycare, you're paying for it. So it's like, you're not being penalized for it other than having to pay money. But um. Yeah, so I stuck it out and now, you know, knock on wood, he probably gets sick once or twice a year max versus like, I swear it was every two weeks for a while and then it was every three weeks and then it was every month, which, you know, and it wasn't just a day, it was like a week (laughs) or like three days at least. So it was just, it felt like it was all the time. So it's like, you know, like I've seen a lot of moms talk about that too. Like, oh, my kid's always sick when I'm in daycare or when they're in daycare, is it worth it? And it's like, if you stick it out, it'll be, you know, they're not going to get sick 24 seven for the rest of their life. That's another season, right? The daycare sick yes. season. They're going to be sick when they're like 16 every day, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, so. So, that's such a good way to look at it in the seasons for sure. So why don't you let everybody know what you are working on right now and where everybody yeah. can find and connect with you? Yeah. So I did mention like I, my primary business is like a podcast management agency, but because I didn't have enough on my plate. Um, no, <laughs> but since my team helps me with so much with our client stuff, I kind of had a little bit more time free up and I've been having it on my heart for a while to do something for moms and help moms get started in business and really just start thriving. And, you know, in those pockets of time that they have with their children, Um, so I, you know, I branched out and I created this brand called moms make money collective. And right now we're in the middle of a bundle, which is called the moms make money bundle, which you are in. Um, so it's a resource, a free resource for people 
who are looking to start, grow and scale their businesses. As a mom, there are like there's parenting and motherhood type resources as well as business resources. And it's a hundred percent free. You do not have to pay a single cent. Every person that contributed included the resource um, free of charge for this short time only, which is amazing. And I am so appreciative. Um, but if you guys want to check out the bundle, it's momsmakemoneybundle.com. And yeah, just go go check it out. It's you know, free just for this week. Um, once you sign in or opt in, you'll get access to all the gifts from everyone. You can pick and choose what you want to grab. You don't have to grab everything. If you want to, you can, but you don't have to grab everything because there's there's almost 50 resources in there. That would be mm. kind of overwhelming. Um, but once you have that free page or once you've opted in, you get that link to the free gift page, uh, you'll have access to kind of opt in to everyone's things over the course of a month. So I don't want to like make you feel like you have to look at everything immediately, but you just need to sign up to get that free gift page within this week period. So the 15th through 22nd, I believe. Yeah. 15th through the 22nd of August. So it'll be open that full week. And then, you know, you'll still have access to everything for the next month. Once you, but you just have to make sure you put your email address in during that, you know, 15th through 22nd period. Perfect. Well, I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes and my gift contribution is the mm-hmm. simplified content system, which is the tools and templates and everything that I use for creating consistent content for this show, for social media, for mm-hmm. whatever kind of, for my emails, anywhere that I'm like putting stuff. This is my like Bible for organization. I access it like 700 times a day. So I want everyone to have this because I think it'll make your life so much easier. Thank you so much, Jenny, for being here. Where is the best place for people to come and connect with you? Yeah. So my best place is going to be Instagram. Um, I hang out there the most. I do have like sub Instagrams for my different brands. So it's like not so all in one, but um, my personal like Instagram, which is connected to both businesses is just my name at Jenny.Sunnison. So um, yeah, so that's where I'm at the most. And like I said, that goes to both sides of my business, the mom focus, and then also, you know, if you want help with podcasting as well. So, um, I'd love to connect with you guys. I love connecting with other moms. Like, you know, I feel like that's such, such like a, especially mom's business. It's such a like niche community because like, you know, a stay at home mom's going to have a much different experience than a mom with a business. Um, so I just love connecting with other moms and, you know, I, I hope to see you guys opting in for this bundle because it's amazing. There's so many great resources in there for business moms. Um, And also, you know, like there's literally some 30 easy meals for your kids, you know, things like that, which is super handy when you are working from home and you don't have a million years to prepare dinner every night or you hate preparing dinner. I don't like cooking, so (laughs) I need easy meals. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm going to get it just for that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, thanks so much, Jenny. Everyone go grab that bundle while it is still alive. <laughs> you did it. You just listened to another episode of the Entrepreneur School podcast. It's like you just went to business school while you folded your laundry, prepped dinner, or picked up your kids at school. Thank you so much for being here. I want to personally celebrate your commitment to growing your business. You can imagine I'm throwing confetti for you right now. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review. Make sure you're subscribed and let us know you're listening by screenshotting this episode and tagging us on Instagram 
Head to entrepreneurschool.ca for tons of tools and resources to help you grow your business while keeping your family a priority. You can subscribe to our email list and join our community. And until next time, go out there and do the thing.